You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. And welcome to what is kind of a not special episode of the Needless Things podcast. I don't know quite how to define this one. It's going to be interesting because I'm riffing off the top of my head uh, for everything. But a very special closing segment uh, that I've got for you guys. But this is something that I wanted to do because I've got a lot of things I need to talk about in the little intro that I normally do just isn't enough. So today you get me, just me, talking about stuff. And we'll see how that goes. And I'm going to talk about some nerdy stuff. I'm going to talk about some personal stuff. And then at the end, I've got something uh, that I like to think of as a special treat that I hope you guys will enjoy. But first, I want to talk about how shitty this year has been. Uh, I don't, I'm, and, and I'm not going to talk about it as, as like, oh, you poor guy. Uh, it's so rough. Cause I mean, I'm healthy. My family's healthy. Uh, well, actually, I'm, I'm not healthy. Uh, actually, let me tell you. I went to the doctor last Monday and, uh, and this isn't any big horrible deal. I don't have, you know, any debilitating diseases or anything, but I eat horribly. I like horrible food. Uh, I, I don't particularly care for exercise. I don't live in a healthy way uh, like that, and it caught up with me. I'm 37 years old. I'm going to be 38 in just under a month here on May the 10th, and I've for you know 30 years now or, or whatever have not lived a particularly healthy lifestyle. And and you know it, it finally I knew it was going to happen, but it and, and which is kind of why I made the appointment. I, I had a physical. I had the dreaded physical that all the comedians talk about. Uh, I'm not going to make the butt jokes because I've already done that on Facebook. But I will tell you, my cholesterol is is ridiculous. And this is a serious thing because my dad uh, had the same deal. It's hereditary, so you know not only have I lived irresponsibly, but you know I've got that hanging over me too. That that dad, you know, it, it runs in the family. So I went, and they did the blood work, and they did, you know, the, the he tapped my knee with the little thing, which is funny, because I thought that was something they only did to kids, and I, you know, what do you do? Your your leg kicks, and is it because you know you're supposed to do that? Is it reflex? I don't know. I, I wondered about that as he was doing it, but that wasn't the important thing. Uh, the important thing is that the only thing that was wrong with me was the cholesterol, uh... I'm, I'm, uh, my heart is, is okay. I, I didn't, I don't have any issues there. Um, my vitamin D is a little low, but that's, I'm taking vitamin D now. So that's, you know, whatever. But they, he, he put me on the Lipitor, which is insane because I'm 37 years old and I'm on freaking Lipitor. And, 
it is time for my life to change. Uh, and it's going to be difficult because a lot of things this year has seemed to be about things that I can't do and things that I can't have so far. Uh, and, and, you know, nothing serious. Again, life is good. I'm, I'm a happy guy. But it's just frustrating. You know, the year started off with my job keeps getting more restrictive as far as the work schedule goes and it's to the point now where if I'm scheduled to work I'm basically going to be working unless I use my precious vacation days Uh, there's no way around anything and there's several conventions I'm gonna miss this year that I'd really like to go to including what I consider to be my home con uh, time gate which is later in May you know that's where I got my start really taking control of panels. I did my first panels at DragonCon for for the wonderful, wonderful words can't describe my feelings about Joe Crow and Gary Mitchell and everybody else in the American Sci-Fi Classics track. They have made me a bigger person, a bigger personality than I could have done on my own. I don't, I don't know. I just am so grateful to those guys. They, they've just really made my life as a, an internet person just unbelievable. And I look very much forward. I will be at Dragon Con this year. Don't worry about that. But, uh, missing Timegate. I'm going to have to miss, uh, Anthony Taylor's Monsterama. Monsterama, Monster, I can't ever remember what it's called because I can't go. I had to miss the Great Atlanta Toy Convention, but I mean, bitch, 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 whatever. I've got a job that pays me uh, well for a person of my limited skill set. So, you know, I I can't really complain, but at the same time, it's like, ah, fuck, really? All right, well, there's another one. So I I can't go to all the cons. Well, then we've got all these recurring issues that, that weren't expected. We had the tree fall on the power lines that blew out a bunch of our electronics, and we're still working on replacing those. Uh, and, and you know, as a result of that, obviously we want less trees around our house to fall on things because, heaven forbid, one falls on the house. So that's more, you know, money. All right, well, we got to get all these trees cut down. And, and you would not believe how much money it takes to cut down a tree. But guess what? It's because you don't just cut down a tree. You have to know what you're doing. This is a skill. Uh, you have to know how to take the top off. You have to know how to lay the lines to make the thing fall in the right direction. You have to, I mean, it's, it is skilled labor. And it cost money, and it cost a lot of money to get six trees taken down. So that was another, like, well, we're going to have to tighten the belt. We're going to have to look at a few things. And, uh, and again, bitch, bitch, bitch. Because, I mean, I'm still buying toys to review. Uh, I'm still running the site. Uh, which brings me to my third issue that less than halfway through March, uh, as many of you know, if you follow me on Facebook as El Phantasmus, that's with a PH, uh, or... If you read Needless Things, which I hope you do, needlessthingssite.com, you know that Podbean, the site that hosts the Needless Things podcast, sent me a message saying that I had used up 80% of my bandwidth less than halfway through the month. That's no good, and I didn't understand how it could possibly happen, but I also don't understand 
bandwidth and all that. I mean, I know what it is and I get the general concept, but I don't know the particulars. And I don't know how much, like, I don't even really know if the amount of traffic Needless Things gets is good. I don't compare it. I just know it's better than it was when I started the site. And I know it continues to grow. And I know that you guys are spreading the word or doing whatever it is you're doing. And the audience continues to grow. And that's fantastic. But, uh, you know, two days after I got the 80% notice, I got that my bandwidth had hit its cap and that my podcasts were no longer accessible. This was less than halfway through March. Uh, and I had another episode I was going to put up at the end of March. I had plans for April episodes. Uh, you know, now this is going up April 21st, which my, I had wanted to do two shows a month this year. That had been my plan because that was the most that my upload, I, I can upload a certain amount of uh, megabytes of podcasts every month, and I could do two. Two was reasonable, and they had to be kept shorter, though. You know, we've gone long on a few of them, and, you know, some of you may think that's cool. Some of you may be like, oh, my gosh, another 245, really? And I understand that. I totally get that. Not everybody has the the car trip that I do. So, you know, I understand if you want to keep them a little shorter, and that was kind of my goal. I was going to try and be a little more strict uh, about the length. And then that happened. They basically, basically we got shut down. Uh, I got shut down and I didn't totally understand it, but it really bummed me the fuck out with everything else that was going on to have that on top of it was just really frustrating. But as much as apparently every year, right around April, I get frustrated and want to give up. Uh, cause I wrote my fake April fool's piece last year about giving up on all the dorkery and, and everything, which was a fake piece, but the feelings behind it were real. This is all very expensive. Uh, and people don't really respond online. I mean, I, you know, I, there are a lot of you guys whose support I appreciate and who I do hear from and who I hear wonderful things from. And it's really awesome but the large percentage of you guys that, that cruise the site or that listen to the podcast, I don't hear anything from. And that's okay because I'm that guy too. Very rarely do I respond to anything, any of the podcasts I listen to, any of the websites that I follow. I'm, I'm a lurker, I guess. So I get that. But it's, you know, sometimes it's difficult to keep shouting into the void. Uh, so to speak, which is kind of what it feels like on Twitter and Facebook. And, you know, you, you put something up that you think is great and you get three likes and you're like, really? That's it? And meanwhile, you see somebody else who puts up a, a comment, uh, offhand comment and they've got 67 likes and 96 comments in the thread. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? But none of it matters because I enjoy doing what I do and I want to keep doing it, which is why I went to needless things. I went to Facebook and Twitter and Tom Tumblr and Tumblr I'm going to Tumblr, which is the Tumblr uh, where you go to find gay porn. Apparently, uh, no, actually Tumblr is the Tumblr you go to, to find gay porn. Uh, but anyway, I went to all the social media that phantom troublemaker and needless things are existent uh, upon and started asking for help, which I don't like doing. I'm not comfortable saying, I'm not comfortable asking for anything. Like, I still get this. I need a logo. 
I need the Phantom Troublemaker logo. Some of you may know it, the eight-pointed star uh, with the mask in front of it, the the mask trim, uh, which I, I need to change up just a little bit. But I need that done. I need a logo. I don't want to ask anybody to do that because artists' time is valuable. Um, I, I don't want to say, hey, I need this done, but I can't give you anything for it. Because that feels kind of shitty to me, but I don't know. That's something I've got to take a look at. I don't like asking for anything, and the worst thing to have to ask for is money. But I want to keep doing this. I feel like there are enough of you guys out there that want me to keep doing this. So I put the call out. Uh, I got a little bit of response, and then I decided I needed to offer something specific. Because I've got, as if you go to Store Envy, Needless Things, Store Envy, uh, I've got t-shirts, I've got stickers, I've got prints done by the fantastic Belligerent Monkey, uh, which you can find at belligerentmonkey.com, but you can buy prints, you can buy t-shirts, you can buy stickers, you can still get all that stuff and help out and actually get yourself something in the process. Uh, and then I added to that the Needless Things mystery box, which I will send you a priority mail box full of cool stuff. Uh, some of it's new, some of it's used, some of it's been sitting around here for years, uh, but it's all cool. And for 15 bucks, you get one of these boxes and I, you know, fill it with definitely more than 15 bucks worth of comic books, books, CDs, records, uh, just whatever, whatever I find laying around that I think is going to be cool that you're going to enjoy. Uh, and each one has some needless things, stickers in there. Uh, each one has a muscle ornament that I personally screwed the eyelet into that you can use for Christmas or for hang it off your menorah, put it in your dashiki for Kwanzaa, whatever you know you want to use it for, hang it from your rearview mirror. I don't know. Uh, if you've got a Prince Albert, loop it onto that thing. Send me a picture. I'd like to see that. Um, but anyway, I, w- I wanted to give something. I didn't want to just be like, give me money. I wanted to provide something in return. And I got a response. Uh, and I every single person that did respond, thank you guys so much. I love you guys for doing that. Uh, some of them are the folks that I know I can always count on for, for anything. Uh, some of you guys surprised me by just helping out. Uh, and I think there's there's more out there. Obviously, uh, I hit my goal. That's why I'm here today. Uh, I needed a certain amount of money to upgrade my service at Podbean, and I hit that goal, which makes my heart feel really warm and big. And, uh, you know, I might be getting a little misty right now. I might not. Uh, but I've got to stop and specifically thank some folks. Uh, first of all, Beth V and uh, Richard contributors to the site. You guys... Certainly, uh, you know, more so than anybody else, you guys didn't need to do anything, uh, but you did, and, and I, I appreciate it so very much. Not only did Richard help out, he put up a copy of his book, Fat Trapped, which you can get on Amazon.com. Uh, he put it up on eBay for auction, signed it, and threw in some other goodies, and then all the proceeds from that went to Needless Things, which was so sweet, and, and I really appreciate it. Uh, and then John... And Chris, uh, who always is willing to help. Keith and Susie, you guys, thank you so much. Uh, Greg, Heather, Sharon. I love the two R's in Sharon's name because it's like Sharon. It's a little growl in the middle there. Uh, Lucas, 
my gosh, man, thank you so much. And finally, Lori. Uh, Lori is another person who's always there for me, who always has helpful advice, who always has good ideas, and, and always, most importantly, always has a minute to talk to me and be encouraging and just be cool. Lori helped out, you know, not just with the thing, but with, with my soul, man. Uh, and, and that means so much. So thank you to all you guys. And you are specifically the reason that I'm sitting here talking right now and that this is getting posted today. Uh, that's, that's it. We, we made it, but there's more to be done because there's other things I'd like to do. So everybody else, you know, I'm not saying anybody has to contribute because it's a, it's a website about toys and movies and dorkery. So, you know, you don't feel obligated at all, but if you like what you see on the site, if you like what you hear on the podcast, uh, go to Store Envy, buy some goodies. Uh, you can always cl- just click the PayPal button on the right side of the site and just give me some money. Two bucks. I don't care. I'll take it. Um, and, you know, help out some more. There are lots of other things that I'd like to do with the site that I, I just cannot put any of my personal finance towards because we've got so much other crap going on. Uh, I'd like a better camera for the toy reviews. I'd like a banner for conventions. Not that I'm going to be at a whole lot this year, but next year is going to be big if I have my way. And, uh, and you know what? Honestly, this year is big too. Because all of this stuff, uh, this, you know, it's been, it's been tough, but I'm going to keep going. I, I shall proceed because I love doing it. I love talking to you guys. Uh, I don't get out as much as I'd like to get out. But I had a fantastic experience, uh, you know, all because of this, all because of what I do. I went to a concert a few weeks ago, and it was Crypt 24, The Casket Creatures, Radio Cult, and Calibries. And I say those slowly, and I will repeat them, Crypt 24, The Casket Creatures, Radio Cult, and Calibries. Because I want you guys to write those names down. I want you to go check out their music. I want you to go pick up their music because they all fucking kick ass. It's one of the best music shows I've been to in years because everybody was on point. Everybody was rocking it out, and I loved them. And uh, I got the opportunity finally to do an introduction for the Casket Creatures, which I've been wanting to do for some time. Now, I did get to do it at Monstrosity Championship Wrestling, which I am the host of, if you don't know that. Uh, it's Monsters Wrestling Guys, and uh, we're working on a schedule for the coming year. The next event I'll get to in a minute. But uh, anyway, it's wrestling and rock and roll, and I got to introduce the Casket Creatures there. But I've always wanted to introduce them at a show, because I got to do it for Calibres. Uh, I got to do it years ago for Super X-13, and then more recently uh, I did it again for those guys. And... So I show up, and I've always got a mask with me, because you never know what's going to go down. You never know when you're going to need a Lucha mask. So I'm there, and I talk to the guys from Calibres, and I talk to the guys from Casket Creatures, and uh, they're like, well, are you going to introduce us tonight? And I said, fuck yes, I'm going to introduce you tonight. So I, I wasn't able to introduce Crypt 24, which I'm very sad about, and I hope that someday I will be able to, because those guys rocked it out. I loved they were so good. Um, got up, did my introduction for the casket creatures, 
it was great. I had a blast. They liked it. The crowd dug it. It was cool. And then afterwards, I uh, talked to Jimmy from Calabrese, and we kind of set up what they wanted me to do because they, they already have their own intro. intro. They have the music that plays them in, and then they come out and just start rocking it out. So I had a different thing for them. And I was going back. I was like, well, I, you know, I introduced the casket creatures, and I'm going to introduce Calabrese, and Radio Cult's playing in the middle. Should I I should probably go just to see because I, I, I haven't – I know them through Facebook, and that's really about it. So I went backstage, and as I'm walking backstage to ask them if they want an introduction or if I, if, if I can do an introduction because I, I don't know how people look at that thing. I, I feel like it's cool that I get to do it. And from what I understand, the bands think it's cool because it kind of hypes everybody up a little bit and, and picks up after the lull of the, the setup and everything. But anyway, as I'm walking back there, Ricky Zero walks past me, Ricky Zero uh, being member of Radio Cult. And he's like, hey, man, do you want to introduce us too? And I was like, I was just coming back here to ask that. Yes, I do. So I got up and did this ludicrous introduction where I, I introduced them as the band that was so cool that James Tiberius Kirk had to fly, slingshot around the sun to pick them up, take them back to the future, blah, blah, blah. It was silly, and it was awesome, and uh, everybody dug it. And then I got to get up and do my thing for Calabrese uh, after they finished their set and went backstage. I got up and did a whole, oh, that's not enough rock and roll. We need those guys back out here. Da, 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 that kind of deal. Um, and it was great, man. And I got to do it because of this. And, uh, I, I just, I get to pick up that mic because of this. And it's, it's so incredible. All the people that I've met and the time that I've spent doing this, it's just so rewarding because, and, and here's where I'm going to get into bitching a little, little bit again. That job, man, that job's not rewarding at all. Well, that's not true. It's rewarding financially. And that is where it absolutely begins and ends. Uh, it's 12 hours of drudgery and it's, it's not great. So I really need this other thing to, uh, to be fulfilling because I, I, my family life is as fulfilling as it could possibly be. Uh, you know, it's, it's awesome beyond words and I'm, I'm not going to get into it, but it's, I, I love it. I love it, but I need something professional to keep me going. And my professional profession does not do the job. So I need my dork profession to take care of that. Uh, but I've kind of gotten off track with everything. I got to get back to the health thing. So my cholesterol was terrible and my life changes, uh, starting basically when I go to bed in just a couple of hours here. I'm recording this on Sunday night. It is currently 2.18 a.m. I am eating the last jelly beans I will ever eat in my life because as soon as I go to bed tonight, my life changes forever. I do not eat shitty food anymore. Uh, I will be getting up and doing some sort of exercise five to six days a week. And I, I don't like exercise, but I'm going to do it because I want to be around doing what I'm doing right now for a long, long time. And I knew this was coming, and that's part of the why I, I went to get the physical is I needed somebody to say, fucking stop that stuff, man. And that's essentially what the doctor said, uh, you know, not in so many words, but he's our, our doctor is pretty straightforward and pretty laid back at the same time. You know, he, he didn't get up my ass about, let me rephrase that. 
uh, he didn't get, he didn't talk down to me at all about the problem, which is what one would expect when one has been disgustingly irresponsible uh, for for decades. Uh, he was very reasonable, very straightforward. He said, look, this is what you have to do, period. And uh, I'm going to do it because there is no other option. And I'm not going to make a big deal about it. This is the only time I'm going to talk about it. Uh, I'm not going to go on Facebook and, and, you know, do any of that business because I feel like it's not necessary. But this is my personal time. This is my personal show. Uh, because I don't even know if I mentioned this at the beginning. This will be the 1,000th post on Needless Things. 1,000. Now, I actually have a lot more posts written than that because I put up a lot on my MySpace blog prior to starting Needless Things. But uh, 1,000 posts on Needless Things is kind of a big deal. Uh, now, some of those have come from guests. A lot of those have come from guests. But honestly, as much as I didn't write them, I take those guest posts as even more of an accomplishment than my own personal post because it means somebody wants a part of this. Somebody likes the site enough, likes what I'm doing enough to want to contribute and be part of it. And, you know, all of my contributors, and, and oddly enough, there, there are enough of them that I don't want to try and name them for fear of forgetting somebody, which is crazy. Uh, it's insane, but I definitely have to mention my co-host, Mr. Bo Brown. Uh, I definitely have to mention Beth V, who, who I consider my regulars. And then, of course, Callan, who does her monthly uh, best cartoon ever of the month. Uh, and then R.T. Yule, who has been putting in some kick-ass toy reviews lately and has brought Legos to the site, something I know a lot of you guys are enjoying. Uh, you guys are, are my regulars, and I appreciate every single post that you send in here uh, because it takes a little bit of the heat off me and I love that because as much as I love doing the toy reviews and everything else sometimes I need a little a little breathing room because I want to get five days a week every single week and sometimes it just doesn't happen it just can't happen and when you guys come through with a guest post it's great and I want everybody listening to know that there, there's not really a schedule I'm not making demands on anybody they they put a post up when they want to put a post up and that's just how it goes cuz i'm i'm thrilled to have them and i appreciate that uh okay let's move on to some other stuff cuz i think i pretty much covered everything ladies and gentlemen may 3rd as you may know is free comic book day now free comic book day is not just some thing free comic book day is where you get free comic books crazy right right the first saturday in may is now designated as free comic book day and uh it's almost like many conventions happening all across the country this great land of ours celebrating comics and free comics at that almost all the publishers will have uh free comics and uh, special editions available uh, to give out and um the local comic store near you should be participating and doing something about it um i know that uh here in the atlanta area uh we are going to be at uh odin's in lilburn georgia and with us to talk about it is phantom troublemaker hey phantom maniacs what's happening howdy sir, howdy, sir. so you are the 
uh, de facto organizer of Free Comic Book Day for Odin. I'm the that host, correct? the MC, the organizer, the planner, uh, everything. Uh, me and me and my lovely wife are th- throwing this thing together uh, with yourself and Mr. Peter Cutler of Tiki Zombie as our special guests of honor for the Tiki Zombie Monstrosity Championship Wrestling Free Comic Book Day at Odin's Cosmic Bookshelf. Fit that on a flyer. That is- <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, we are, and, and the, the key word there is honored because, uh, we are definitely honored, uh, to be there, to be the, to, to take part in this. It just sounds exciting. Comics, wrestling, tiki, um, it's, it just sounds like a great mix. It's certainly things that I'm all interested in. So I, even if I wasn't uh, the guest of honor, I'd be there. Yeah. yeah it's, it's going to be an awesome time. Uh, we're going to put on sort of a mini, monstrosity championship wrestling show if you're not familiar with that uh i am the host of monstrosity championship wrestling which is monsters uh wrestling really that's kind of all you need to know uh the esteemed uh scareman of the gore professor morte will be there as well uh representing not only mcw but the atlanta zombie apocalypse uh as well and we're gonna have lots of different characters there doing some crazy stuff in a wrestling ring right there live outside of odin's uh, it's, it's possible, possible that, uh, Tiki Zombie and Odin themselves could show up in that ring. Whether they will be friends or foe, I do not know. That sounds like it has the makings of all the, a battle for the yeah, ages. Yeah, undoubtedly. Sir. Uh, but we're encouraging cosplay, uh, and, and just coming out and partying and having a great time at a comic book shop. I, I want this thing to be a huge party. Uh, I want, I want photos up on all the websites. I want other comic book shops to look at what we do this year and say, wow, that was something. And, and I think, I think it'll it, happen. It really is like, it really is like putting on a, a mini convention. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, we're, we're still putting a few things together. Uh, there is a very good chance we're going to have a live band playing. Uh, I'm going to be talking to some cosplayers in the area to see if we can get some people out, you know, not only to show off what they do, but if you want to come out and talk to some people who make costumes, I'd like to make that happen. Uh, so it, it's still developing, but the bottom line is on Saturday, May the 3rd, Odin's Comics in Loburn, Georgia, uh, there will be wrestling and there will be free comic books. And it, and it is a family friendly yes, 100%. atmosphere. Uh, MCW, you know, we're kind of known for being a little raucous and a little rowdy. Uh, that's our Friday night shows. But what a lot of people don't know is that we have done a lot of Saturday matinee shows, uh, that are very much old school, family friendly. Uh, if you know Professor Morte, you know he comes from the Silver Scream Spook Show, which is famous for their family friendly matinee shows at the Plaza Theater for years and years, uh, showing classic uh, you know, lighter horror movies for, for the kids and the family to enjoy. So we, we know how to cater to both and this will be a family friendly event. Very cool. Very cool. And I'll be there representing Tiki Zombie, of course, along with Peter, who's super excited about it. Um, and in fact, uh, he's doing artwork special for the occasion. So look out for that soon. And also I'll be there representing Earth Station One, as will, uh, director Mike Faber. So Earth Station One will be in the yeah, house we, as well. I, so I totally left out a key. Another key feature is we'll be recording a live ESO podcast. 
Yes. So be prepared. There may be a, a geek seat uh, around that uh, you might find yourself yeah, strapped Yeah, we might to. just grab a random person out of the crowd and throw them into the geek seat. <laughs> because you, you keep those straps in the trunk of your car, right? Yeah, and and you know what the chair the, the the geek seat does need to be satiated. It is it 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 is a beast. It need it feeds. It needs to feed. So um, I can't imagine uh, there not being any casualties. Rather than there. being made of a thousand swords, it's made of thousands of uh, slide slide rules. <laughs> and a thousand geeks cried out. I don't out even think pain. a thousand is the right number for the the Iron Throne, but whatever. No. Right. Anyway, um, free comic day at Odin's in Lilburn, Georgia. Uh, that's where we'll be. That's where you'll find us. It's going to be exciting. Phantom, thanks so much for joining us hey, on the station thanks again. thanks for having me on, and thanks for being a part of the big free comic book day, man. And before we go, where can fi- people find out more uh, about People this? will be able to find out more on Facebook. There will be an event page uh, this weekend, actually. I'm going to be putting that up. Uh, you can also check out Odin's Facebook page. That's Odin's Comics. If you uh, Google that with Facebook, that'll come up. And uh, just keep an eye on Facebook. You can you can also follow my page, uh, L Phantasmus. That's with a PH, and I'll be putting information up as well. As will I. So, and the Tiki Zombie Facebook group will be as well. So, basically, it's going to be all over the place. Yeah. So, cool. Well, very cool. Thank you. Thanks again, oh, thank sir. You. And we look forward to joining you on Free Comic Day. And there it is. Thanks to Michael Gordon. Uh, howdy Mike Gordon for loaning his lovely voice to that segment that was actually recorded for the ESO podcast uh, several weeks ago. I had intended to put it on here sooner, but you know what happened there. Didn't work out so well for me. So, free comic book day. I will be hosting Monstrosity Championship Wrestling. We'll be there. Casket Creatures will be there. Stan the Zombie is a late addition to the proceedings. You can find out more about Stan the Zombie at StanTheZombie.com. Guella DeVille will be in attendance. We'll have uh, Hula Girls, all kinds of crazy stuff going on. It's going to be a really good time. And, of course, MCW Live is not to be missed. Casket Creatures will be playing what the half to go ahead and call it we'll call it the halftime show what's that going to be like maybe uh eddie cadaver will lose his top i don't know it could be inappropriate no no of course this will be family friendly so that's exciting and once again that is something that i get to do because of this it's amazing you know the doors open all the time man i feel like sometimes that I write and write and write, and I wonder, well, hey, you know, what's going on? But everything's going on. Uh, every every once in a while, I meet some new person that offers some new opportunity, and things happen, and people come into my life and, and become new opportunities, and I can help them out, and they can help me out. And really, this is never going to be a job. I'm never going to make the money doing this that I make at my day job. It's never going to support my family. It's never going to make a future for my son. But I love doing it, and I have a goal. I do have aspirations. And my goals and my aspirations are that someday I can get to the point where I can help others, where I can put other people in the spotlight, where I can have panels or whatever going on at conventions and can include other people in those things. I, I, that's the level of renown that I want for myself. Not, not financial 
success with this so much, although it would be nice to have a little money coming in. Uh, and you'll notice that I've got Amazon ads on the site now. You'll notice that I've got an Amazon store now. And if you click on those and buy something, then I get a little bit from that. And that every little bit helps out. Uh, I submitted myself to uh, Google for their ad, whatever their ad program is called. I got three notices that I was in review and haven't heard anything yet. And I'll tell you right now, if I am a smart enough man to figure out how to get away from Google next year, I will do it. I'm massively dissatisfied. Uh, this will be the last bitching before the main event of uh, fun. So unhappy with Google and the way that they have handled hosting needless things. And I didn't know any better in the beginning. I, I, I signed on to Blogger because I had seen a couple other websites and I was like, well, that's really all I want to do. And, you know, I don't want to get too involved and it's free and, and that's fine. But it got to the point where I needed bandwidth and I needed uh, somewhere to host my pictures. And I've got my resources spread out all over Photobucket and Podbean and Google. And Google, I, they're awful. They're horrible. They have no customer service whatsoever. I am having trouble getting into my admin account right now. And I can't get in touch with their customer service because I can't log into my admin account. But I can't log into my admin account because I can't get in touch with customer service. And I'm going to be honest and tell you I think they're a bunch of fucks for working things that way because they've got my money and are not providing me with any service at all right now. Uh, and it's pretty disgusting. So if I can get away from them next year, I'm, I'm going to. I'd like to streamline everything into one site. But I, I'm not a smart man. I don't know how to do that stuff. I don't. It sounds like it's horrible because I know Director Faber just moved the entire ESO network onto a different server, and and you know apparently once the move is done, everything's much easier. But it sounds like the move was a fucking headache, and I don't have time for headaches, man. I have enough headaches that you know get thrown at me without creating my own. But anyway. Now it's on to the main event, because I've sat here and jibber-jabbered for almost half an hour now, more if you include the uh, Free Comic Book Day segment. So it's time to talk a little bit about a fella who puts other people over, who is in a position to bring others up into the spotlight, so to speak, and who recently did that for me. And I think, once again, we helped each other out, because... I'm not going to lie, folks. I think I was pretty fucking great. Here's what happened. Uh, my pal Corey runs a spoken word show called The Iceberg. And, you know, if you really want to know who I am and everything, I mean, you're going to be able to figure it out. It's the Internet. Uh, I like to keep my lives separate, my family life and my work life, and uh, my nerd writing life or whatever you want to call it my phantom troublemaker life are all very compartmentalized i need that to be that way uh, i need those things to not intersect with one another and that's just how it is but uh you know if if you try really hard you can figure it out you can make things happen uh, i don't know why you would do that but i don't understand why people do a lot of things they do uh, i was recently outed at work 
and uh, it hasn't ended up having the the detrimental effect that I thought it would. But what I don't understand is why the fuck anybody did it. Well, how did it happen, and why would anybody do that? Who cares? Why would you dig into? I mean, I don't care what any of them do outside of work. I would never put an ounce of effort into finding out anything about any of the people that I work with. And yet somebody put the effort in, into to doing that. And I, I don't get it. But uh, so anyway, the point of all that is I did this as myself. And in mentioning Corey and in mentioning the iceberg, I'm, I'm creating a path to, you know, link my identities together, so to speak. But you know what? Whatever. It's, it's going to happen at some point. Uh, I, I know there's a good chance that the Phantom Troublemaker thing will go away at some point. Uh, it'll be easier. It'll be more efficient because the mask is hard for some people to get past. And, and I'm going to get to the point where it is more of it's a gimmick now. It's a way to get attention. But I do feel like someday it's going to get to the point where it's hurting me more than it's helping me. Uh, so anyway... I did this spoken word event as me, uh, because it's what I wanted to do. Because me, regular old me that doesn't wear a mask, a little kid me was the first one that wanted to get on a mic and do stuff, that wanted to entertain people, that had dreams of someday being able to be up on a stage and talk to people and entertain them. And I decided that I wanted to go at this as me, because... Corey's shows are very honest and very true, and I didn't want to go in there with a gimmick. I didn't want to go in there with the mask on and put on this character. I wanted to go in there as me, and it worked out great. I had a fantastic time. I was lucky enough to share the stage with some tremendously talented people, uh, notably, uh, Jeff Mosier, who is a banjo player of some renown with Aquarium Rescue Unit and, uh, Blue Ground Undergrass and, and just a super sweet guy, a great storyteller. And he got up on stage and played the fucking banjo and it was beautiful, man. Uh, there were people in there crying. Uh, I was sitting there and, and as I mentioned before, I'm not hard to move if you hit me the right way. Uh, I, I didn't actually drop any tears, but I, I definitely got misty because his story was beautiful. And uh, I didn't want to follow that man, but I, I everybody in there was fantastic. And uh, to give you a little background, the opening speaker was a lady named Annalise who has written and spoken and done lots and lots of different things and she told a story about being an esthetician which is not it's somebody who trims people's parts up so to speak uh and she had a hilarious story about removing uh hair from an eastern european ladies nether regions uh, it really cracked me up so that's the reference that i make at the beginning of my my little bit here uh i was very proud of myself because i went in not totally knowing what i was going to talk about because i riff i don't like when i'm speaking there's only so much preparation i can do 
without fucking myself up. I need to riff and I really think I did an outstanding job. And you know, I'm not afraid to talk well about myself if I do a good job. And I'm not afraid to give myself shit if I've done a bad job at something. But I think I did a good job. I did a really damn good job. So I want to share uh, the 10 or so minutes I did, which that's another thing I'm proud of. It was supposed to be 10 minutes uh, or 7 seven to 13 minutes is the guideline that I was given. Uh, but 10 minutes is what you aim for. And I did right around 10 minutes because I used my voice recorder to record it. And there were a couple of minutes of my introduction and some other stuff. And then uh, it was 14 minutes total time on the recorder, which means I spoke for right around 10, which is impressive. And not only did I speak from right around 10 for right around 10 from off the cuff, I hit on all the topics other people had covered that night and wrapped everything up. I mean, it was really, I was great, man. I'm not going to lie to you guys. And now uh, you're going to hear it and I hope you enjoy it. And as soon as it's done, I'm going to come back and do the outro and we're going to call that uh, an episode. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce Mr. Corey Byram, introducing me. I shall proceed and continue to rock the mic. I shall proceed and continue to rock the mic. Just think, what if you could just, just blink yourself away, just think. You know, it's um, interesting, we've had a, a wide range of stories tonight, and yet we've had multiple panic attacks, multiple people barfing on the side of a car, but still only one Sasquatch asshole. Before I introduce our final Sasquatch asshole of the night, uh, I would just like to request that if you have not done so already, take out your smart style telephone. I left mine on the table over there. Check in on Facebook. Let people know you were here. If you're not into that, tell somebody about the show tomorrow. By my count, we got about 40 people here tonight, which is a great crowd. I'm not, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining, but I would love to see 50 people or 60 people or 70 people or people standing in the aisles or whatever. So the only way that's going to happen is if you all continue to tell the story and for every, tell the story, listen to me, tell people about the show. Um, and I would like to thank all the people who already did that leading up to the show. I think I saw more promotion on my behalf and on the show's behalf this week that I've seen in the other show previous. So thank you guys for that. And now I will introduce our final cast that squatch. And I can call him that because he's another old friend of mine. Uh, I've known this guy for a long time. Uh, you usually find him behind a wrestling mask as he hosts uh, Monstrosity Championship Wrestling. Is that right? Did I say that? Is it right now? 
Good enough to double check that, sorry. Um, where he uh, is in character as El Phantasmus. He also hosts the um, Needless Thing podcast and runs the Needless Things website, which is all dedicated to uh, toys and comics and movies and all kinds of fun stuff. And he co-hosts the podcast Earth Station Who, which is a Doctor Who themed podcast. And I know some of you weirdos watch that. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, Unmasked. <laughs> Hello, Red Light Cafe. I'm going to take this off, too. Is Annalise still here? Yeah. Annalise, I want to talk to you about my back. <laughs> Just my back. Um, I'm obsessed with this. Ever since I was a little kid, people talking into a microphone and entertaining groups of people has been something that's fascinated me. And as you might have guessed from Corey's intro, uh, it started with wrestling. Let me tell you guys, I had the best 10 minutes for you guys. It was really good. I did it in a car on the way to work a bunch of times. And I got home the other day, and I sat down with my wife, and I was like, okay, check this out. Here's, and I didn't do the whole thing for her, because she doesn't have 10 minutes to listen to my bullshit. I gave her kind of, gave her kind of an outline of what it was, and she's sitting there looking at her phone, as she often does when I'm trying to share important things with her. And she looks at me and says, yeah, Corey did that on the event page, because my whole plan was going to be to talk about various things in my life and end with, I'm obsessed with this show. I can't stop thinking about it for the past two weeks, every waking minute. She was like, yeah, that's basically the event invitation, so good job there, Miss <laughs> So instead, I'm going to talk about this, which I think is equally appropriate. I loved pro wrestling when I was a kid. It was my first introduction to people talking into a microphone and entertaining people. And whatever your preconceptions may be about pro wrestling, it is to a certain extent an art form. I'm not going to argue uh, the competition factor, but there's athleticism involved, and there is certain Certainly pageantry involved. Those guys walk out there. When I was a kid, it was Hulk Hogan, it was Randy Savage, and they talked into the microphone, and they got these huge auditoriums of people to either love them or hate them based purely on what they were able to do with this. It's amazing. Loved Hogan, I loved Savage, I loved the Ultimate Warrior, but oddly enough, one of my favorites was a guy who was much more focused on the microphone. Uh, he was actually Randy Savage's brother, and he went by the name Leapin' Lanny Poffo. Yeah. Now, Lanny was pretty good in the ring, but what Lanny did on his way to the ring was amazing. He would walk out, and he would read a poem about his opponent. And this was not a flattering poem. Now, you may be familiar with some of the culture surrounding professional wrestling. You may be aware that the only way to be gayer and more effeminate than reading a poem would be to literally sodomize your opponent in the ring. People were not fans of Lanny Poffo, but I was, because he came out and he made the best use of this tool right here. He had people hating him based just on the words coming out of his mouth, and it was amazing. Uh, so pro wrestling was very much a, a root of, of my journey to being here tonight. 
another big important part was David Letterman. Uh, I and my family moved to Houston, Texas in 1987. Uh, it was only for three months. My dad was transferred to do some kind of foreign exchange, something with his job. I work where he used to work, and I still don't quite know what goes on there. Uh, but we moved to Houston for three months, which was coincidentally the first time I ever contemplated suicide. Uh, and I would stay up late. I was 11 years old. This was 1987. And I would stay up late and watch David Letterman. And I don't know what an 11-year-old could get out of David Letterman, but I know what I got is he came on the screen and there was just something electric about the way he talked to people. And I didn't know at the time who any of these people he was interviewing were. Every once in a while I'd see somebody I knew. Michael J. Fox would be on or somebody from, you know, a, a movie or a TV show I was familiar with. But for the most part, it was just a lot of people, you know, celebrity faces that I wasn't quite aware of yet. But it didn't matter because Dave had this manner where he sat in his desk and just had this friendly conversation. And you cared about what the other person was saying, not because of the other person, but because of Dave and what he did and just that that electricity that he had. So I, I became a little bit obsessed with David Letterman. And for years, I would stay up late. I would sneak, you know, you sit in your room back then with your non-cable television, uh, kind of wedged to the side with the blanket pulled up over it a little bit so the light didn't sneak out from under your door so your parents didn't know on a school night you're in there watching David Letterman. Um, and that was that was kind of another evolution of, of the microphone. Uh, from there, I went on to the Masquerade. I worked there. It's a local nightclub, if you're not familiar with it. Uh, and it was an interesting place when I worked there because it was in kind of one of its high points. So we had not only big acts like Faith No More and Orbital, but we had a lot of local acts. Uh, Bullhead Clap was one of them. And it was fascinating because I got to see a lot of shows. Um, some of them were little local guys that you may not have ever heard of in your life. But they had this presence, whether it was the guitarist, whether it was the drummer, whether it was the bassist. Well, it was never the basis. But somebody would be electric up on that stage, and you just, it was something different, and you can't quite put your finger on it, but this charisma, this connection, they had this bigness that kind of reached out to the whole crowd, that even if it was a band you'd never heard of before, there was just something there, and you were fascinated. And it was so interesting to see. And then there were big bands that had tons of records and would pack out the masquerade all the way to the back. That eh, not so much. They did their thing. They got up there. I'll tell you guys real quick about one show that I saw. I there is some electronic music that I can enjoy uh, if I'm really drunk and I'm down at Dragon Con in one of those rooms in the basement that's a little musty and you've been drinking for about 18 hours. And you're just in the but uh, at the Masquerade one night, there was uh, an electronic act playing. I'm not going to call them a band because they're not. Uh, and they were up on stage, and I was working security, walking around the room upstairs. And these guys were up on stage. Now, I don't, if you've ever seen electronic music, you know how it goes. They have their synthesizers and their boards full of buttons and you know, everything they do. And they'll sit there, and they'll be jamming out a little bit. 
and I'll be waiting for the right moment. And they're waiting. And then they press that button and they go nuts. And they just press the button and they're jumping up and down. And I was like, they just pressed the button. I don't understand it. I look around and everybody in heaven, heaven was the upstairs of the masquerade, everybody in heaven is going fucking ape shit. They're jumping up and down. And it's like, I, you know, I get that this is pounding music, but I, like, I could have just put the CD in and played it and done that. And I realized everybody else is on drugs. That's what's going on in here. Um, but working the masquerade was very valuable because I got a sense of stage charisma. Uh, I got to sit. I was right there. Say this is the masquerade stage. I was right there, and Mike Patton who is, in my mind, one of the greatest showmen that's ever rocked a stage, was right here. And I got to watch that man for almost two hours talking to the crowd, performing, and just having it, having that electricity, that charisma that got everybody going. Because, I mean, I doubt very many people were there who had not heard of Faith No More. But I bet a lot of people left only having heard the one album that we all know, the real thing. Everybody knows that one. But I bet they went out afterwards and bought the rest of them. Because you couldn't deny what happened on that stage. It was amazing. So working at the Masquerade, I got a little feeling there for it. The first time I ever got up on the stage was at the Masquerade. Some friends of mine are in a band called the Tone Deaf Pig Dogs, or were, probably will be again someday. They're a punk band, so you know how that goes. Well, the Tone Deaf Pig Dogs were performing at the Masquerade, and they have a ska song. Some of you may remember ska. Is that the right? And they needed somebody who couldn't play trombone. Could not play trombone. I was their man because I had access to a trombone because my father was a cruel freak who rather than throw his trombone away and never cursed his son with the possibility of having to play the instrument that looks like a blowjob, kept that trombone thinking I would want it someday. So I had a trombone and I had no talent and that's exactly what they wanted. So I got up on stage at the masquerade and did... It was horrible, but I loved it. It was the first time I got up on stage. From there, uh, I managed to talk my way into introducing bands from time to time. Uh, Super X13 was the first band that ever let me yeah. get up on stage and introduce them. And I did a good old-fashioned wrestling-style introduction. Michael Buffer probably filed a lawsuit, but I didn't have anything, so it didn't matter. <laughs> and from there, I've spent the last couple of years doing more and more things under that mask. This is the first time I've ever gotten up here without the mask on. So, thank you very much. Because uh, I, I, I wanted to do this as me. This is just me talking. This isn't a big wrestling guy doing his thing. Uh, but it's just getting up here and seeing all of you guys sitting out there and, and sort of having that electricity, you know, I'm not saying I'm Dave Letterman style, but it's just wonderful having some kind of connection with this many people all at the same time. Because regardless of how much you may or may not dig anything that I'm saying, we're all in this room right now. We're all here to talk and listen to interesting people, and we're all here to kind of dig on each other's vibe a little bit. And it's something that I think we 
we talked about the positives of the internet before. And that's absolutely true. It's opened up so many avenues. If it weren't for the internet, a lot of us wouldn't be here. But I think this live interaction where cool people can get together in a cool place and hang out. That's awesome. And the fact that I can get up here on this microphone that I've loved for so long and talk to all you guys was really, really awesome. Thank you so much. I had the best time doing that, and I really hope to do it again uh, sooner than later. Guys, that's all I got for you today. I had no idea I would ramble on like I did. I really intended on talking about some nerd stuff, talking about comics and movies a little bit. Uh, we saw Oculus earlier today, uh, this yesterday, as you'll be listening to this now. Not great. Not very impressed. I don't recommend it. Uh, what, what else? Oh, the new Iron Fist comic is awesome! Pick it up. Kari Andrews is magnificent. Uh, Walking Dead continues to be good. The comic, not the show. And, uh, although the show gives me hope, that last episode, uh, maybe Rick will finally be Rick and I can stop hating the show. Uh, Game of Thrones. Holy shit. Best show on television. Absolutely incredible. I don't know that it replaces Firefly and Buffy as as, as my favorite show, because I do alternate between those two a bit, leaning more towards Firefly, but uh, man, Game of Thrones is good. But uh, guys, that's all I got for you. I'm tired now. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. I've still got to write up some kind of knitting thing for this. I might cheap it out and just throw the podcast up. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Remember, needlessthingssite.com. Uh, you can go to iTunes and Stitcher and download the podcast. You can go to Store Envy and look for Needless Things and buy some of my stuff to help out the podcast. But most of all, I want to thank each and every one of you that has helped out uh, financially uh, or with support or with sharing posts or whatever. Mostly, though, I want to thank everybody. I love you guys. Uh, come back soon for more stuff. We'll be back to your regularly scheduled dorkery next time. Thanks a lot. I love you guys. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at ESONetwork.com.